What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Loose Balls Podcast. I'm Cole. With me, as always, is Peyton. And this week, what we've got for you is preview of the Western Conference for the NBA. Going to go through every team, talk about expectations and what we think they're gonna, what how we think they're gonna do this year. And then we're going to talk about another crazy week in the NFL, and then do some power rankings and preview. The next week as playoffs are right around the corner for them. Yeah. And we're currently watching some preseason NBA as we speak. Yes. It is so nice. I am erect. Basketball <laughs> is back. Oh, it is amazing. Basketball is back. It's really it weird. weird because it's so quick. No fans either. It's yeah. weird, but that's just the new norm. I mean, who wants to watch preseason in the stands anyways? I mean, I'll watch anything at this, <laughs> at this point. But yeah, let's get right into... NBA talk and let's talk about the Clippers and a pretty big signing. Yeah, pretty big signing. Max Steel for old PG. It's Man. uh, it's it's what they had to do. It's not the best signing because PG pandemic P. I mean, <laughs> it's hard because I'm so conflicted because yeah. I love Paul George. I'm like an OG Paul George fan. Like you, I have the old yeah. Indiana twenty four jersey. I can. I can confirm that's yeah. true. And like when he came to the Thunder, I was pumped. My favorite series I've ever watched was that I believe it was 2013 Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. PG versus LeBron went to seven games. Yeah, that was he a, absolutely sunned Chris Anderson with that, that dunk. That's one of my favorite dunks of yeah, all time. That far. back and forth between him and LeBron in that series is just it was still to this day my favorite series I've ever watched of basketball all the way start wow. to finish, and. I love Paul George, but I don't believe he's worth the max deal at this point. Yeah, two hundred two hundred twenty six million dollars. Yeah, five over five years. years. He's gonna be thirty five when that contract's up. Oof, they're and gonna be in cap hell. It. I mean, they gave the Thunder their entire future. They yeah. had to sign him and make sure they keep at least one All Star piece on the roster. If Kawhi leaves, you know, it's yeah. They almost screwed themselves. They gave up too much for PG. Sam Presti is sitting on a large pile of first, first round, round picks. picks. He's swimming in first round picks like Scrooge McDuck with the <laughs> money. It's uh, it's getting out of hand. But he fleeced them. Like he really if you look did. at what they got, he really they did. have their twenty twenty six first round pick. The Clippers have nothing for years. They're they're in a little trouble if. Paul, like, how old's Paul George gonna be by 2026? Like 30, 35. Five? Yeah, like, we'll see what we'll see what happens yeah, with the if Clippers. If Kawhi leaves, but... they're gonna be back to being the Clippers of old till at least 2027, probably. Yeah, unless they get lucky bringing another free agent. Yeah. In, but yeah. But who's gonna want to sign there? Exactly. So yeah, so... big signing for the Clippers. Yeah. They. That's one free agent potentially off the books next year for yeah. 2021 and a big free agent I will class. say it does sound like Clippers fans like the signing because they just feel like they had no other choice. They have to keep him around. Yeah. So And they think it bodes well. It gives a better chance that they'll keep Kawhi if he knows that Paul George is there and that it's stable. But who knows? Kawhi left the Raptors after they won a title, so no one knows what that guy's gonna do. Exactly. Hopefully, or not Kawhi. Hopefully, Paul George isn't hitting side of the backboards this year. And Pandemic P figures out that shoulder situation and yeah, starts. Yeah, he can get back to P 
PG that was even just two years ago with the Thunder MVP. when he MVP before form. his shoulder gave out, he was yeah. an MVP candidate. Yeah, so he it's it's going to be interesting to see. Absolutely, we'll talk about the Clippers a little later on, but let's get right into the Western Conference. We're going to go in alphabetical order once again, yeah. and we'll start with the Dallas Mavericks coming off a tough six-game series against the aforementioned Clippers. They went 43-32 and 32 last year. A uh, couple small additions, a couple players they lost. They had Josh Richardson in that Seth Curry deal. Mm-hmm. They had Wesu Wandu in free agency, which is a small little... Defensive pickup, for yeah. sure. And then, just I think it was yesterday or a couple days ago, J.J. Brea got waived and announced his retirement. I think mm-hmm. they just gave him the deal saying thanks for everything and have fun retirement. Yeah, a little one last paycheck before yeah. he retires. And then DeLon Wright's also gone because of that big trade. But the big question for Dallas is... I think guess there's two I have. I mean, the biggest one for me is is Chris Dapps healthy. That's one of mine, because he's not going to be ready to start the year. We won't know how long he's mm-hmm. out for, but he's had knee issues in the past. This is this isn't a rare occurrence, but hopefully, Porzingis when he comes back can get back to bubble form because he was I think averaging borderline thirty in the yeah. bubble, something like that. If he's fully healthy and if Luca takes another step. He's already, in my opinion, a, you can't argue he's not top 10 in the NBA at this point. No, no and doubt. And if he can take another step into top 5 or top 3, which he has the potential to do, this team could really make some noise. I could mm-hmm. see them being a top 4-3 seed in the West, potentially, if all that comes together. Yeah, if Porzingis stays healthy. And then my other note I had was, is this Luka Doncic's MVP season? Mm-hmm. Numbers-wise, he's unbelievable. He was averaging 39 and 30 points, 9 rebounds, 10 assists, something yeah, along ridiculous. those lines. For a second-year player, that is ridiculous. 20 years old. <laughs> and he's probably, honestly, a betting favorite right now for mm-hmm. the MVP, especially if Dallas improves. Um, looking at their depth right now, it's... It's pretty much the same. They had issues in the bubble with injuries. We mentioned Porzingis. Jalen Brunson was also yeah. injured. He's a key piece. Um, they have Dorian, Dorian Finney-Smith yeah. is back. Maxi Kleber. Mm-hmm. He's coming back off that Achilles injury. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., big piece to that yeah. team. Uh, Trey Burke mm-hmm. was a very... They signed, Did they sign Willie Cauley-Stein? They re-signed him, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then they also they have... Boban Marjanovic, one of my favorite NBA players. The GOAT. The GOAT. The greatest PER of all time. He's what a, a guy. He's awesome. I love Boban. I just yeah. want to see him succeed. So do I. Dallas is coming off the greatest offensive rating ever mm-hmm. for a season. And for them to live up to those expectations, they could definitely do it. Because they have Doncic, and we'll see how Porzingis health is but if I were to make a prediction right now for Dallas as to where they finish in the standings I would say they're a top four team maybe fifth could be lowest I would swear I would kind of put mm-hmm. them right now four or five I'd say they could fall down to about it depends on what happens we still don't know what's going on with James Harden um you know I I could see them I think they're top six for sure at absolute 
lowest I could see them six. But they could easily be about a four. They could even be a three, potentially. Like, we don't know if the Lakers and the Clippers just say regular season, meh. Right. And then two teams like, you know, you see Dallas, Utah, Denver, these young teams do better in the regular season. Yeah. Um, but they're they're in the mix. Definitely They're are. one of the better teams. The West is so much harder to predict than the East because oh. it's just so top-heavy. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, it's heavy from one to thirteen. Arguably, there's good teams. Yeah, and you just you just don't know like you kind of know who those teams are gonna be. You just don't know where they're gonna finish, yeah. which is why it makes the West so intriguing. I'd argue that there's gonna be about three teams this year that don't even make a play in that we think those teams probably could have made a play in. And I was gonna mention this. Maybe it's a good time to go from that one eight format in the conference to go to one and sixteen overall. Just top sixteen teams, especially this year if the West is. As insane as everyone's predicting it's mm-hmm. going to be, that might have to be something that the NBA considers. I would love to see that because yeah. it's a lot more competition. You're not seeing NBA Finals matchups in conference finals anymore. Like yeah. the Golden State-Houston series two years ago was basically the NBA Finals. Yeah. But, but yeah. So that's Dallas's preview. Uh, let's go to the Denver Nuggets who are coming off that Unbelievable run in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Two, three, one comebacks, losing the conference finals to the Lakers. Yeah, two, three, one comebacks. Good for them. Uh, Mr. Sloppy Toppy. Back. <laughs> uh, My Canadian boy. Yeah. So Denver lost a few key pieces to that team. Jeremy Grant, Torrey Craig, mm-hmm. Mason Plumley. They all had roles either off the bench or in the starting lineup at mm-hmm. any point. They I do add a Jamichael Green who I like. That's a good pickup. They draft uh, R. J. Ham R. J. Hampton, which yeah. for a Denver That's team a steal at what twenty four. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't surprise me at all that they yeah. would take a player like like that just high risk or low high risk high reward kind yeah. of player at this point. If he's a bust, like it, it's not going to affect their team at all. No, they'll just keep their rotation how it is. But if he becomes what MPJ's become. Or we may become. Yeah, okay, yeah. MPJ is still getting better, but yeah. we've already shown he shouldn't be have been fourteen in that draft. Just no. from what we've seen from him now, we know that. Absolutely. Um, they're um, they're gonna finish top three in the standings in the regular season. They do uh, every year. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking that maybe they could contend for that number one spot because they're such a good regular yeah. season team. It I just think, seems. Just I seems think like they it. could push for it because then you know you get that home court advantage. You're in Denver. You know, yeah. it's it's just different playing in Denver. You know, the high altitude and everything like it, it throws players off. Yep. So they might push hard for that number one seed. It could be big. Yes, it could be. So I, I could see them. There's no way they're going to finish out of the top three in the regular season. They're just they're always a good regular season team. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be somewhere in there for sure. That's where I had them projected as well. Top yeah. three. I could even make a case for them being first place because they're such a good regular season team uh the biggest question marks for me or the biggest stories going into denver season ken murray maintain that bubble bubble performance he was yeah another animal in in the bubble and as canadians love to see that uh can mpj be that legit third guy that's what i was gonna get to as well i think he He's ready for that breakout year. I think this year he's gonna. Yeah, he wants it. Yeah, he wants it bad. He uh he really beats himself up. I've heard that you know after games when he plays bad, he 
apologizes to the coach and says, you know, I'm I'm not going to be that bad. I was garbage tonight. And he's just, he really is hard on himself and he wants to get better, which you always like to hear of the young player like that, that they don't rest on, hey, I had one good game. Yeah, it's accountability. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good to hear. And uh, another guy who may have an impact is Bobo, depending yeah. on what they want to do with him because we've mm-hmm. seen flashes of what Bobo can do in little short Yeah, they got spurts. him on a nice two-year deal. Now they can really shape him into a player in that rotation. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him be used a little more. I think they're using him at the small forward I mean, at times. Yeah, you can use him anywhere from the three to the five, and just he's a stretch player. Like He can hit shots. He's long and awkward, but he does a lot, and yeah. he's... You know, he dropped in the draft due to injury as well, and he was potentially a top-five pick coming out of high school. Yeah, except for that injury. But he got hurt, he fell, he couldn't crack a squad, he came through the G League, Denver finally yeah. gave him a shot, you know. For sure. He he grinded to get where he is, and that's another guy that Denver might have just stolen out from everybody. Yeah, could very well be. Just looking at the rest of their depth right now, uh, I expect Gary Harris will be in the starting lineup at the two. Either him exactly. or Will Barton, who missed the whole bubble, yeah. was a key part of that team. Millsap is back. He'll probably start. They have Monte Morris off the bench. Mm-hmm. Jamichael Green, RJ Hampton. So they still have good good depth for the most part. And they can go 7-8 deep like they did in the playoffs and mm-hmm. really rely on those guys. But yeah, anything else you want to add for Denver? Or? No, I think that's probably about it for Denver. I mean, I would say look out for them to be that number one seed in the West potentially. Yeah, so for sure, for sure, I wouldn't put it past them being number one. Yeah. Let's go to the Golden State Warriors coming off that abysmal fifteen and fifty regular season, dealing with a lot of injuries. Looney was out. Curry, obviously, we know about. Clay was out the whole year playing a bunch of young guys, getting them a bunch of minutes. Mm-hmm. Made a lot of moves in the offseason. Add James Wiseman in the draft. Kelly Oubre via trade. Bazemore and Wanamaker come over via free agency. Two good depth pieces they can go to. And then obviously we've mentioned Clay losing him for the second straight year. That's going to... it. They'll be okay for the regular season, but come playoff time, that's when it, it's really going to be noticeable that mm-hmm. Clay is Clay's presence is really missing. But just looking at their depth as well, like they'll have Kevon Looney back, Eric Pascal is there, second-year player developing, Jordan Poole, your Michigan boy. He Apparently Steve Kerr saying he's getting better and better, which is good to hear. If nothing else, he can shoot the lights out, so... Mm-hmm. Damian Lee, another guy who can shoot the lights out. Yeah. You have Marquise Chris they can go to. They've they have a lot of pieces. They're mm-hmm. just not great pieces, obviously, other than Steph and Wiggins and Draymond. And even those guys are – they're not championship number twos, I wouldn't say. So no. it's, uh, it's going to be hard just because the West is so stacked. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see them just – having another bad year you know they didn't look great without clay last year when steph was playing but they could they could easily sneak a playoff seed they could be top 10 for sure it's just it's hard in such a stacked conference it's the warriors are hard for me to predict when they have no clay right i think they'll be okay i think they'll be a top eight team at least uh well one of my question marks is are they a playoff team i think they're 
gonna make it, but as a lower seed. Um, if they had Clay, we might be talking a little differently. As maybe a, mm-hmm. a five or six seed, but still in that in that West, it's so hard to predict. I, I where can't see finish. them finishing higher than seven at absolute peak, at least in the regular season. I just yeah, there's too many good teams, and then you know. When you add in the Suns, you add in the Trailblazers, you add in the Jazz, the Rockets, Mavericks, Nuggets, Clippers, Lakers, all these teams that are so good in the Western <laughs> Conference. Yeah. The Grizzlies got better. The T-Wolves got better. The Pelicans are going to get better. Yeah, the Pelicans will be a very interesting team. I'm excited to talk about them in a little bit. The only two teams in this conference that are garbage to me are the Spurs and the Thunder. Maybe the Kings, too. I don't. I don't. I don't see the Kings doing much, but we'll get to them later as it's well. It's hard to say. They've been getting better, but again, it's just so stacked. Yeah. So Golden State, I think Payner are at a consensus. They're kind of a borderline playoff team at this point. Seven, eight, yeah. maybe. I'd say they're a play-in team. Yeah, that's. Yeah, seven, ten play-in team, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Now let's go to the Rockets, where just. It's just non-stop drama coming mm-hmm. in from Houston. James Harden reportedly skipped out on their workouts, yeah. went to a birthday party. Then he came back and... And said, you have permission to look around. Yeah, and he wants Milwaukee now. He wants... Philly, Brooklyn. Miami. Miami, I heard, yeah. So, really, yeah, the top story right now was... He just said, trade me to a contender, it sounds like. <laughs> Top stories, James Harden, what's what's gonna happen? Does yeah. he start the season with the Rockets or is he is he sticking around for yeah. bowl season? I'm not really sure at this yeah. point. It's hard to say. I had to base my predictions or whatever you want to call this off of what they have now, which is James Harden. If James Harden stays for the entire season, there's no way they drop out of top five, six teams in the West. They're just there's too much talent there. James Harden's gonna carry them. I'd say there's no team that I can see outside of the top five six that are better than the Rockets when they have James Harden. Mm, I'm kind of thinking differently about the Rockets. I think they'll be a lower seed, like six seven range. I would assume just because. Of the uncertainty of John Wall being there. You haven't seen him in two years. They lost quite a few key pieces. Like, Russ was Russ was a key piece of that team, whether people want to shit on him or not for padding no, stats. He was, getting, or, he was getting MVP talk in yeah. midseason last year. Like, people forget that he mm-hmm. was top three behind Giannis and LeBron in MVP for a while yeah. in the season last year. Yeah, and then they add Christian Wood, add Cousins, some uh, some big John Wall. Can't forget about John yeah, Wall. <laughs> mentioned him, and then they did lose Rivers and Covington. Rivers was kind of Covington's in, a big loss. Rivers yeah. isn't that big. Rivers deal. was in and out of the lineup, but really, it's I think it's going to depend on obviously two things: one, the James Harden situation, and number two, which John Wall are we going? Mm-hmm. to get I know Steven's, which boogie yeah. we're gonna get I've seen some yeah. stuff about him he's lost a lot of weight because he's trying to stay healthy this year and he's apparently looking like a beast in training camp so far so if he can come back and be 
80% of his all-star self, that's a big addition yeah, for 80, the 80, Rockets. 80% Boogie is still very productive, yeah. Boogie Cousins. And then, obviously, Dan Tony's out of there. Steven Silius is in. He was assistant coach on Dallas. We, mm-hmm. we mentioned the team that had the best offensive rating ever, so we'll see what system he runs there. We'll see if it's still a bunch of ISO for James Harden. Yeah. I assume that that's what it's going to be. Maybe a little more pick and roll because they didn't really get that much pick and roll last year. I don't know if James Harden will let it not be a lot of ISO James Harden. Even if that's not the system, I think he'll just do that anyways. So. And I think that could be a part of him maybe wanting out because maybe... that he doesn't have D'Antoni there to... yeah just give him all the opportunities anymore exactly i think that's playing a small part in it but i think he just want i think at this point he just wants it just sounds like he wants to win knowing like he wants to go to play with the Giannis or go play with jimmy butler the problem is if he wants to be a winning player he needs to not play the way he's playing right now he needs to learn how to be a little more off ball a little less of that usage rate yeah and be a little bit more of a a little bit more of a consistent defender, not just picking his spots here and there. I'll defend, I'll defend yeah. this possession, or I'll just take it easy on this possession. Becoming that all-around consistent player that we know he can be. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the Los Angeles Clippers. We mentioned Paul George's extension. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, very disappointing bubble. All the chemistry issues came out right yeah. after with the team, which... T- now thinking about it doesn't really surprise me because the Kawhi situation, him getting all that treat all that treatment yeah. and I mean you hear that, you know, they allowed Kawhi and PG to like run practice and yeah. Kawhi would show up an hour late because he was coming from San Diego and he just didn't really care that much. He was just there. He was just yeah. collecting a check seemingly, other than you know, he would go in there and play hard and he was still one of the top five arguably players in basketball but yeah you got to play a full season yeah so when you look back you know you think oh it's just they're running the system they're going to be great in the playoffs but you don't think about those other players sitting there going why do these guys get all this special treatment i'm a part of this team as much as they are yeah and especially when you got fiery guys like harold yeah. and lou and beverly yep That's- it's uh it's not a good mix Absolutely, and then you have a Doc Rivers who's pretty low key and he's very a, superstar friendly. Yeah, he's player first kind of mm-hmm. coach, kind of like a Pete Carroll, very player first mentality. Mm-hmm. Just looking at some of their additions right now, we've mentioned them already a couple episodes ago. They have Ibaka, which is a good pickup. Luke Kennard gives him some more shooting. Batum gives him that three and D player. Hopefully, it's the Batum of Portland and not the Batum of Charlotte. Charlotte. And then they obviously lose Montrez Harrell, Landry Shamit, Jamichael Green, and docks out Ty Lue is now the new coach who I think is going to fit very well. I think he'll do well with the pieces that they have for sure. He's had superstars before in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He had LeBron and Kyrie, two very alpha personalities. And yeah. you have Kawhi, who's not a big personality, obviously, but... Uh, from the sounds of it, he's getting all this treatment that other players don't get. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be about it's gonna be a lot of player management for Ty Lue this year, and I think he can he can live up to that. And the other question I have is PG. 
Yeah. Which PG do we get? Is his I mean, shoulder going to be bummed again? Is he yeah. going to be mentally just in and out of it? Like, what are we going to get? They're they're running back a very similar team. I mean, they just replace Ibaka with Harrell, which I'd argue is actually a bit of an upward move, in my opinion. Um, they replace uh, Shamit with Kennard. Very similar players. Kennard's more of just a straight shooter, more of an off-ball guy, but... In terms of minutes, they'd probably be about similar. You know, they're not. They didn't really change a whole lot. They just kind of the guys they lost. They replaced with similar players, and they're just going to try to run it back and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that at the end of the day, it really comes down to if Kawhi and PG are really committed to the team and not just themselves. And like you said, whether or not PG is healthy. Like, which PG shows up. Yeah. Um, but if everything comes together, this team can win a championship. Oh, yeah. They can, They have all the talent in the world to do it. I predict they'll be top three in the conference. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and yeah. it's just whether or not, you know, it all comes together, whether or not they can beat the Lakers if it comes down to that. If they can get to the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, everybody was just wrote it down like it was – you know, scripture is just like it will be the Lakers versus the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, and yeah. this young Denver team comes in and says, ah, "I don't think so." Yeah. So we'll see how that how that three one mentality carries over as well. I don't think it's going to affect him. PG's already said he's coming back with a vengeance. He said he's going to be better than he was last year, mm-hmm. which I believe he will. You're going to get from Kawhi what you're going to get. You know, he's going to give you like. 25 to 30 a night, give you those 7 to 8 rebounds, a few assists, a couple steals. A I guess the question is, you know, how much load managing, in quotations, does he do? I th- <laughs> and there's a lot of back- do the players yeah. accept it, or do they, Well, there's a, there's a lot of back-to-backs this year mm-hmm. in the schedule by the sound And he never plays back-to-backs. So, yeah. We'll see in that situation. I expect he'll keep load managing as it is, because... It worked in Toronto. It looked like his load management was working in the playoffs. The thing is, you look at that Toronto team, They were okay. all those players were okay with it. They were like, we understand what we're doing. We're trying to win a championship. They went 17-5 and in the games that he sat, so it's not like they needed him for all those games. Yeah. They understood what was happening, and they knew that they had potential to win a title, and they did. Those players on the Clippers didn't like it. He came in... You know, after they had this magic kind of run where they almost beat the Warriors as an eight seed, which was crazy. Yeah. And, you know, you get this, they had this scrappy mentality, and then you get these kind of seemingly a little bit diva superstars come in, and they didn't like it. So the team chemistry is going to be a huge part of what happens with the Clippers this year. Absolutely. We'll see what version of the Clippers we get this year from one LA team to another. Los Angeles Lakers, arguably the best offseason out of every single team. Yeah. You're adding Marcus Gasol, championship mentality, but he's going to bring a lot of... He'll bring a good mentality, but he's going to bring his slow, fat, old man body that he has now, so I don't know how much he'll do. Well, that's why I think he's going to be a JaVale McGee type of player, play the first six minutes of the half and then sit out the rest of the half. I still just... I think that it was a downward move from McGee. I think that... McGee was fine for what they had, but they shipped him out to bring in Gasol, which yeah. it just doesn't didn't make a lot of sense to me. 
I think just Gasol's veteran presence and his passing abilities yeah. too, and his ability to stretch the floor here and there is a bit of an upgrade, but I get what you are saying about JaVale McGee. He brought a lot more athleticism, that's for sure, yeah. and some blocking. In, in I'm the just paint. thinking, you know, as a Raptors fan watching that championship team, Gasol was a contributor to the next year. It just fell off. He was not the same player, yeah. and if he just keeps declining the way he did last year, yeah. they don't have much there. No, they don't have much depth. Mm-hmm. They do have Montrez Harrell now. They had Schroeder. Great pickup. Wesley Matthews, another good pickup. And then out of there is Danny Green, Dwight Howard, Rondo, mm-hmm. Avery, JaVale, Avery Bradley. Yeah. And they lost a lot of players, but yeah. but they I'd argue they replaced them with better players. So. They upgraded to better versions, yeah. maybe minus Gasol. But yeah. this team on paper, and probably in Vegas, they're the favorites right now to repeat. Oh, yeah. If you ask me right now who's coming out of the West, I'm telling you it's going to be the Lakers. Yeah. I don't want it to be, but if I'm a betting man, I'm betting the Lakers. Yeah, safe bet would be the Lakers. Their depth is unbelievable. We haven't even mentioned KCP, who at times was the third best player on the team in the finals. Like He he hit some clutch shots, especially that game six. He was pretty yeah. good. Caruso, great player off the, the Caruso. bench. Great player off the bench, whether... Oh, yeah, he'll be getting good minutes this year yeah, for sure. He's a good defender, and he can hit some jumpers. Markeith Morris, all he did. Up and down, but. He comes off the bench and shoots, yeah. and if he hits them, then you're loving it. And if he doesn't, then obviously it isn't great. And then, having to mention Kyle Kuzma, who's still really young, still has potential to be a really good player, but mm-hmm. it's just. He deleted his Twitter. Yeah. Because he can't take the shit talk from him. All yeah. these haters, but it seemingly feels like it feels like him and LeBron just don't fit. But they don't want to trade him because they don't want to lose him as a player. But he just isn't the same player with LeBron because he doesn't get the shots that he wants. I I just I don't know what's gonna happen with Kuzma on that team. You yeah. know, people are like, oh, he's got to be the number three. I just I can't see him being the number three because. Every time he touches the ball, he shoots. Yeah. Because he wants his opportunities and he wants to prove himself. And, you know, I I can't imagine when you're getting all that shit talk the way that he does, you know, not many players in the NBA get shit on online the way that Kuzma does. Yeah. And he probably goes out there with that in his head, thinking, I got to perform or I'm going to get shit on online. Yeah. So. Then you got LeBron and AD who are two of the top five players in yeah. the world and you've got all that expectation on you This and that definitely weighs on you and then with all the championship basically you're playing for championship and that's the expectations mm-hmm. and that all weighs on you and that plays a big role in when you're on, yeah. on and off the court and that really wears on you yeah. mentally. I, so. I think that he would be happier if they moved him somewhere where he could just Play, just get yeah. his opportunities and not really worry. Even if it's a bad team, I think he'd be more comfortable, happier, you know, yep. not being in the spotlight in L.A. where people are like, oh, you got to be the number three on this team when he's just not going to be that guy. The mm-hmm. expectations for him, in my opinion, are too high, and I don't think he's a bad player. I think if, you know, when there was rumors that he might get moved to the Thunder, I was very excited about that because I yep. thought that would be a team where he would – a, get his opportunities, B, less pressure on him. You know, it would just 
something like that would work really well for Kuzma. For sure. Uh, for my prediction for the Lakers, they should be top three in the conference. Mm-hmm. I'll say right now they're probably coming out of the West. And it'll kind of depend in the East who they play because out of the East now, there's going to be a, some alpha dog come, coming out of there, whether it's KD, Kyrie coming, yeah. if it's Giannis. Selfishly, I want to see the Lakers versus the Nets so. just because you get KD versus LeBron and you get Kyrie versus LeBron. Yeah. Both be, of those are just... You get three oh. of the top five players in the world, arguably, in yeah. one series, which is incredible enough as it is. That would be an amazing thing to watch. Oh, I would be so horny. <laughs> uh, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Interesting young team. Yeah. They didn't do anything, though. No. Bubble, they struggled, which was expected. They almost fell out. That yeah. Phoenix team came this close to sneaking that last spot from them. Yeah. The only addition I had for them was Mario Hazonia. Then I get a <sighs> notification Huge. notification today saying he got waived. Yeah. So they didn't lose anybody, really. It was just a really quiet off season. But I think the biggest question for them is just the health of Jaron Jackson Jr. Cause that is a big question. He's missed some time in his first year. I mean, he got year. hurt in the bubble didn't he? Like, yeah. pretty severely. Yeah, I think he had surgery on his knee or something yeah. like that. And he was lighting it up in the bubble when he was playing. Yeah. He was playing so well. Yeah. So, you know, it's just he needs to take that next step and be that guy he was in the bubble and be healthy. Moran needs to take another step. Mm-hmm. You know, if he if he was able to improve his shooting, that would be huge because we know he can finish over anybody, around anybody. Yeah. Um, so they have, you know, Dylan Brooks was excellent in the bubble. If he can yeah. play like he did in the bubble, um, you know, they have pieces. They just, they seemed like they just kind of stood pat this year. And a lot of these teams in the West were like, we got to get players and yeah. went out and got players. And the Grizzlies are thinking, oh, we'll just wait and see our young guys are going to get better instead of trying to go out and get somebody, yeah. which I didn't like. And it makes me think they're again, like, borderline play-in team somewhere in the play-in maybe but they're not yeah. going to be any higher than an absolute max an eight seed maybe but even then that's a stretch i'd say they'll finish around like a 10 mm-hmm. spot 10 11 i'd say yeah. just looking at their roster you mentioned jaw you mentioned brooks kyle anderson Jackson Man, Anderson is just that guy. You know what you're going to get out of Kyle Anderson. You know, it's just, yeah. he's a good passer, he's a good defender, he's going to work hard, but he's not a very offensive player. Got Valanchunas there. Jaron Jackson Jr., I don't think he'll be ready for the season when it starts, so Probably we'll not. see what happens with him. Uh, they got uh, Grayson Allen, who was actually decent in the bubble. Yeah. We'll see what we get from him. Justice Winslow. They have. Yeah, if he's back healthy, that's big for sure. Brandon Clark, another young player. He shows. Yeah, Brandon Clark, you know, he had such a good start to the season, kind of slowed down. Showed some flashes in the bubble of his. Yeah, I'm pretty, he won, didn't he win Summer League MVP? And then came out and was doing really well. And then in the bubble, he just kind of didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, minus he had a stretch in the third quarter against Portland mm-hmm. where he was just nailing every single shot yeah that's the only time i really noticed him and then the only other player they have is gorgie jang another kind of big I mean, guy he's just a 
solid depth piece, good yeah. bench, big. Yeah, you don't really know where you're going to get from him, but no. it's just another young player that they have, and it's a young team, and we'll really, really, we'll see what they do. Just can't really see them making a another a, the next step this year unless John Morant comes back and just averages thirty a night and carries this team. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Is when they're a team that's going to be fighting for a low seed, and you're missing your second best, arguably even best player in J- Jaron Jackson. You know, it's that's tough. Mm-hmm. For sure. Let's go to another young team, the Timberwolves. Nine- I have no. 19 wins last year. They add Anthony Edwards in the draft. They get Ed Davis, Ricky Rubio, Rondé Hall's Jefferson in free agency. Rondé holds Draymond's hand. Rondé holds Draymond's hand. If you don't understand that reference, go watch Shaq in the Fool. Uh, they didn't really lose anyone. It's a weird roster. It's very guard heavy. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell, Josh Coogie, Anthony Edwards. Jared Culver, mm-hmm. Malik Beasley, who they designed to sixty million dollars. That was yeah, a little to play like probably ten minutes a night. <laughs> little suspect. That guy's gonna be collecting a paycheck. Yeah. I, his dollars per minutes played is gonna be like the highest in the league, probably. That'd be incredible. But outside of D'Lo and Cat, who steps up? That's the thing for that right? team because Anthony Edwards just slot right into that three. Yeah. Does Ricky Rubio, like who? Who's going to be that guy? Let me tell you, it's not Willie Hernan Gomez. No. Let me tell you I that. mean, I'd argue that they're going to start Russell and Rubio together. Probably Edwards mm-hmm. at the three, Cat at the five. Probably Hernan Gomez at the four, honestly. They didn't have much at the four no. until they signed him. So... They didn't have anything at the four. Yeah. Really. So it's going to be an interesting team. They don't have a lot of depth. But if Cat and D'Lo play at their peak levels... This is a really... That's a good top two players. Yeah. But and they love playing together, but even playing together last year, they didn't win a lot of games. No. Like, I don't see this team being even competitive in or going for the play-in. I think they're going to be a 12th, 13th place team, in my honest opinion. It's just... Yeah. It's a young team. They need another piece. Probably couple for being completely honest because D'Lo and Cat, two good players, but around them, like it's not good enough yeah. unless Edwards is who everyone says that Edwards is. Yeah. If Edwards plays like we know he can play, if Rubio plays like he played in Phoenix this year, he had a career year this year in Phoenix and yeah. you know he got his contract got bounced around a little in the off season here, but I really like Ricky Rubio as a piece. I think he's a guy that can slow them down a little bit mm-hmm. and, you know, just facilitate, which is what Rubio does. So yeah. I can't I can't see them finish it. Like, they could, in my eyes, sneak a 10, but no higher than that. It depends on other teams' play as well, but they're just... They're definitely a piece away still. It just... Yeah. It really is whether or not Anthony Edwards is that piece, but as a 19-year-old coming into the league, I don't think you can count on him as a reliable third. Yeah, especially he might even be in the starting lineup to start the year. They might just slip in a poogie instead. I think they have to put Edwards in. Just like, he's your number one pick, you know. Yeah, I like, think you got to throw him in and let him try. I agree with that, but you really never know with 
Minnesota. That's true. They're always a little banged up too. Mm-hmm. It seems like every year they lose they lose a guy for a while. Cat seems like he misses some time. Yeah. Once once here and there, but yeah. We'll see what happens with the Timberwolves and let's talk about the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Disappointing bubble after everyone was predicting that they would sneak into that play-in game. They have a very good offseason at Eric Bledsoe, Stephen Adams. They draft Kira Lewis Jr., who fits perfectly into how they play mm-hmm. in that system. They lose Drew Holiday, Eton Moore, Derek Favors, but basically they replaced, replaced all of them. Bledsoe was obviously a downgrade, but yeah. you'll take that defense still any day. First team all defender, I think he was last year. Mm-hmm. Second team. Adams, he's... I love Steven Adams. I love Steven In the OKC, he was... That just, defensive front court with Zion and Adams, like, how's anybody going to score in the paint on those two? Have fun running around screens. Yeah. Running around those two monsters. This team's interesting, though. Depending on Zion's health. Yeah. Because I think they'll be in... Depending on what... Zion we get. I think if they get the Zion that ESPN predicted or ESPN said he's top twenty in the NBA, if they get that Zion, yeah. They'll be in the they'll be in that play in game. That's where I have them slotted right now. Yeah. Uh I can't see them falling farther down than the, that play in just because of the I talent. I can easily see them falling down that far. I think there's just too much talent. I can see on them falling team. as low as like twelve, thirteen even. I for me <sighs> My issue with this team is they made some good moves. They also got rid of their best player. Whatever you want to say, Drew Holiday is their, was their best player. It wasn't Zion. It wasn't Ingram. It it was Drew. When he was healthy, he's the best player on that team. So it's, it's hard for me to wrap my arms around them when they made a weird move like that to pick up a guy who's seemingly washed up in Eric Bledsoe. I love Brandon Ingram, and I think Zion's great. I think Lonzo is not what people were thinking, this crazy, unbelievable player, but he's one of the best perimeter defenders in basketball, and he's an incredible facilitator. He's improving as a shooter as well. Yeah. So they have a lot of good pieces. I'm just concerned that the loss of Drew could be bigger than people think it is. Boy, it'll definitely hurt them on the defensive end, for sure. And Drew also gives you that facilitating and shooting mm-hmm. ability. He's a leader on that team, and he's a guy you... It's hard to cheer against mm-hmm. a guy knowing like what he's gone through in his in his in life. His personal in his life. personal life. And he's on a much better team now, mm-hmm. so good for him. But I, I do like their pickups. I like yeah. Steven Adams. Um you know, Eric Bledsoe's probably going to come off the bench for them, I imagine. Be like a six-man style guy. Yeah, unless they run him at the two, but I just don't see how that works. I think no. they have to fit in like a J.J. Redick in mm-hmm. that spot. I think J.J. will start. I think Bledsoe will get a significant chunk of minutes, but I think J.J. will start. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I imagine it's going to be Lonzo, J.J., Ingram, Zion, and Steven Adams. We'll see how they handle but... Zion's minutes, too, because... In the mm-hmm. bubble, clearly he was not healthy. Cause no, he wasn't m- playing a lot. It m- cost Gen- Alvin Gentry's job. Yeah. If Gentry had the choice, I think he would have played Zion a yeah, lot. Yeah, but David Griffin than. said, no, we need him healthy for next year. Yeah, and that next year it is this year. You're so. not in that next year. You won't be there. Yeah. See you later, Gentry. 
And I feel bad for Gentry. He got yeah. kind of screwed. Yeah. All the talent, but just they couldn't put it together mm-hmm. consistently enough. But I think they're a bit of a question mark for me, but they're going to be fun to watch. They'll be the fun to least. watch. I think they'll be in that play in tournament. I would love to see that. That'd be really good to see. And now OKC, they're going to be the worst team in the Western Conference. Cade Cunningham, come to OKC, please. Ronnie James Jr., come to OKC, yeah, it's, please. Uh, you know, it's going to be Detroit and OKC probably scrapping for that bottom. You know, bottom four for me is probably Cleveland, New York, OKC, and Detroit. Yeah. And those are the four teams that are going to be that, you know, that top four champ. The teams with the highest chance of the number one pick, you know. That's what I see right now. You know, everybody right now wants Cade Cunningham. He's kind of the guy. So, you know, those are going to be the teams looking at him. And the Thunder have endless first-round picks now. So it's going to be interesting to see. They're clearly... Sam Presti is not hiding this rebuild in the slightest. Some teams like to subtly go into a rebuild. Sam Mm -hmm. Presti said... Take everything and give us first round picks for rebuilding. <laughs> give us all your washed up veterans, all these. Yeah, and young players that, you know, wouldn't get minutes on your team, but they'll get minutes on our team and we'll see what they can do. And we'll get we'll take all these bloated contracts yeah. and play with around with them and really this is Shake Gildrick's Alexander's team. This yeah. is his time to shine. He was good last year. He was yeah. excellent last year. He's a borderline all star. Yeah, and looking at this team, yikes. Yikes a Rooney. Yeah, they don't have a lot. Yeah. It's Alexander Horford's the only other real like big name. Yeah. And then it's a lot of young guys. It is Dort, Justin Jackson, Baisley, mm-hmm. George Hill, Diallo, Muscala. That's just a bunch yeah. of bunch of randos who will get the opportunity to play and they'll for they'll be a hard working team because oh, yeah. that's what OKC's always been. It's been a hard working team. They're going to scrap out some wins, but just on talent alone, they're just not going Especially to be... being in the West, having to play all these teams more than, like, you know, Detroit's going to get some games against the Knicks and some games against, you know, <laughs> Cleveland, and this mm-hmm. OKC team is going to be playing stacked teams every single night. Yeah, they're already in a tough division as it is yeah. with Utah, Portland. Who's the other teams in there? Uh, Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota will even be a tough game, and then... The, are the Nuggets in that yeah, division? Denver's yeah, Denver's in the division, so, too. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty be, stacked. Div. That's going to be tough playing them four, three, four times a year mm-hmm. and probably getting shit on every time. Let's go to the Phoenix Suns, who will be a very interesting Arguably the team. best offseason of anybody this year? Yeah, top three. Yeah. Top three for sure. Coming off that 8-0 run in the bubble, I think that, you know... They're building off it. Yeah, this is, this is a team. I don't think they're... A contending team, but I think that they're for sure a playoff team. They'll be in that play-in tournament. I, I Yeah, I think that they're probably going to finish about 7th in the West. So, Chris Paul is, again, I've said it before, he's proven that with young talent, he elevates young talent. Yep. This team has young talent, a lot of it. Yes, they do. They've got... Mikael Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, who I think is going to benefit the most out of anyone because that pick and roll is going to be deadly. Yeah, Shooters are going to be open like Jay Crowder. He's going to be open. Devin Booker is Devin going to... Devin Booker is going to have more open shots than he's ever had. Yep. 
Evutuan Moore is a great shooter off that bench. Cam Johnson's a good shooter. Yeah, Dario Saric. Yep. Did you say Jay Crowder? That's not Jay yeah, Crowder. I mentioned Crowder. Who was like, their guy they drafted? Um, Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith. I'm sure he'll probably get some. He'll get some looks. Playing time here and there, but yeah, this this team is this team's destined for at least the play-in tournament. And yeah. when you have a Chris Ball type of player on your team, you never know in those games. That's the one guy you want. Cause he's the best leader in the NBA. I mean, yeah, look at that OKC team. You know, people saw that they traded for Chris Paul. People thought that they were going to be maybe the. They had a, I think it was a 0.2% yeah. chance at the start of the year to make the playoffs, yep. and they finished fifth and took the Rockets to seven. Yeah. So, Chris Paul knows how to win games. <laughs> Didn't he have a triple-double in game seven, too? I think so, yeah. Yeah, like that's... Slapped Robert Covington on the ass. <laughs> One of my favorite moments of the bubble last year. I uh, Chris Paul is... After watching Chris Paul last year, I... All of my love for Chris Paul that kind of disappeared when he was in Houston. Yeah. I now blame that on James Harden because what I he did in OKC. I, <laughs> I think everyone's starting to blame James Harden yeah. for all the issues in uh, Well, you Houston. start to look at the players he's played with, and he hasn't worked with anybody. Dwight Howard, when Dwight Howard was still in his prime. Yeah. Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul. None of it's working. No. But There's a common denominator and it's either Mike D'Antoni or James Harden or both. We're going to find out this year unless Harden gets traded. But yeah, Chris Paul, Phoenix, that's a playoff team. They're that going a to be team. a fun team to watch. Uh, Portland Trailblazers, another playoff team. Yeah. They will be Probably top... about an eight seed again? I was going to say maybe sixth place. I think I, th- I think Damian Lillard's going to have a very good year. I can see that. Just, Depends if McCollum has another down year or if he gets back to being what he was, not last year, but the year before that. This is basically the same team as last year, minus a couple I mean, of additions. Like, Covington is a great addition oh, for that excellent. team. Excellent. Rodney Hood coming back healthy is big. Zach Collins coming back healthy. Mm-hmm. He, I'm waiting for him to turn into the player that... Everyone was going to be a star. <laughs> the wiser of Dick Vitale, he's going to be a star. Uh, I'm still waiting, Zach. Still yeah. waiting. Uh, I think ESPN thinks he's going to be in the starting lineup this year. Yeah. I don't see that happening. I see. I basically see the same starting lineup as last yeah. year. Maybe Covington in for Mello in the, at the three position. That's yeah. The one Mello... Melo has said that he's okay and he's embracing a bench role, so it sounds like he's going to be coming off the bench, which I imagine Covington goes in. Yeah, and then you have Gary Trent as well, who can yeah. slide in. He'll be a great piece because his he bubble, was excellent in the bubble. He was very good, and his counter. He's been in that system before. He slots in perfectly with Nurkic yeah. as a backup. Cheap pickup too. Didn't have to sign Whiteside to that bloated contract. Yeah, and that was. Good offseason for I want to give Portland. credit to Terry Stotts. He's a yeah. great coach, and not a lot of people talk about him. He but... made the conference finals yeah. a couple years ago, once upon a time. Yeah, they got swept out of it, but he made it. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope they can stay healthy this year, because last year yeah. they were so banged up, and that set them back. And mm-hmm. then they're the one team that didn't want that didn't want that bubble. Out of all 30 teams, Toronto's the only team that said, no, nah, we don't want to do this. But and they, they played excellent in the bubble. Yeah. Lillard carried them that whole way. And Lillard's going to continue to do that. He's going to put your, give you your 50-point games. He's going to give you the odd 60-point game. Yeah, they were playing well enough that people were predicting them to 
beat the Lakers. Yeah. And if you're Charles Barkley, you predicted them to sweep the Lakers, so... Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Charles has said some crazier things, yeah. but... No, pretty much whatever Barkley says in terms of a prediction, the opposite's gonna happen, but still, he predicted it. <laughs> Guarantee. Uh, love you, Charles. Yeah, I love Charles Barkley. Sacramento Kings. Don't think this team's going to be good this year. I think they'll be like a 13th place team in the conference. They didn't really add anyone. They signed Whiteside to a very cheap deal, which I was surprised. He took a, I think it was mm-hmm. like $2 million on for a one-year deal. Yeah. They drafted. He Hall- must have just had yeah. no market. They draft Halliburton. That's good, big. Good pickup. And they lose Bogdanovich. That's the only guy they really lost. The way their lineup's looking right now, or starting lineup, is Fox, Heald, Harrison Barnes, Marvin Bagley, depending on health, waiting for him to yeah. turn and to that number side. two pick. And yeah, either Whiteside or Ronnie Holmes, Rashawn Holmes, yeah, will be in there. And then their depth is ass cheeks. Mm-hmm. They don't have a really have a bench at this point. And yeah, that's their number one issue outside of injuries, honestly. And maybe coaching, but I don't know if Luke Walton's the answer in yeah. Sacramento. If they can stay healthy, they can win some games this year. It's just the if they were in the East, I'd be like, oh yeah, this could be a playoff team for sure. The West is a little bit more difficult. Um, they're they're in such a tough spot. They're they never make the playoffs, but they're always close, so they never get a great pick. It's uh. It's interesting. I mean, this year they had a guy fall into their lap that shouldn't have been there, which is good for them. They got arguably a top five pick at 12. Hopefully he can be a steal. Yeah. Because it's what they need. They need another guy. They do. And it's hard to bring free agents into a team like Sacramento. So I just I don't know what to make of the team. I hope that Bagley can become... It's not that he hasn't played well. He's just been injured all the time, you yeah. know? Just needs some... Just needs some consistency to, to actually mm-hmm. be on the court and be the player that he was drafted yeah. at number two out of Duke and who was a really good player in Duke. Yeah, and De'Aaron's a borderline all-star and a max player now. Like, there's no doubt. I don't doubt De'Aaron Fox. I still think that he's an excellent player, and I feel bad for him kind of being stuck in Sacramento, but clearly he wants to be there if he signed a full max deal. So. Mm-hmm. I like, or at the very least, he believes that he can elevate that team. Yeah, I always like Buddy Heald too. Who's my favorite yeah, player out of he these? Had a terrible year last yeah, year. Yeah, getting demoted to the bench, but he played better coming off the bench near the yeah. end of the year. That's for sure. And yeah. hopefully, he can. I would argue that maybe they start Halliburton and let Heald keep coming off the bench, but it depends on what they're looking at this year. Yeah, I think this is the year if. Things go bad again. Luke Wallen will not be around for another season. It was a weird pickup at first for Luke Wallen to go there. I understand. Put Mm -hmm. him on another young team, but really, you saw him on a young team already, and they failed. If you know, it's one of those things where it's like if they don't see some improvement this year, you might need to actually scrap and go full rebuild because if they keep finishing tenth, eleventh in the conference, you're never going to get a good pick. So yeah. you're never going to get better. True. But they're in a position where they haven't made the playoffs in 14, 14 years. years. So they're just trying to make it right now. Yeah. But 
this team's definitely not. They come close yeah. a couple times, but they just can't seem to crack it. Maybe if they get lucky this year, their youth, their youth shines and they make it into the that plan, and you never know. But I just don't see that happening this year. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the Spurs, who pay another their, dog shit team. Well, they'll be like fourteenth. I honestly. think they'll be fourteenth. Yeah. They'll be a really bad team. Like looking at this lineup, projected five: yeah. Deontay Murray, Derek White. Demar, we don't know if he's even going to be around for the full season. Aldridge, he's getting up there for age. He's coming off an injury. Yeah. Jakob Pertle is uh, not yeah. bad, but not great. And then there. <laughs> Shout out my dad for saying that the Raptors were going to regret trading Jakob Pertle to the Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Turned he's out well. I'm Pertle. I'm okay with it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, then look at their bench. Like, yeah, Devin Vassell, they drafted uh, Trey Jones. They have Rudy Gay still, but he's getting up there in age, too. Patty mm-hmm. Mills is getting up there in age. They yeah, do have Lonnie There's a Wolf. lot of veterans on this team yeah. that just, uh, it's not, oh, they're in a bad spot yeah. now. And Popovich is like the Belichick of the, Belichick of the, M- the NFL or NBA. Like, yeah. They had the system. He had all the players in there, and now they're all out of there. And now he's been given this. Yeah, it's a new type of game that's being played, and you can't win games with a team like this because no. there's literally no shooting whatsoever. Still, no. And it's a tough spot they're in. Do you think this is Popovich's last year? I don't know. I think it could be because you know I was hearing. People were saying, you know, he should go coach the Nets next, like this year, and he just didn't hear anything about Popovich all off season. Just stayed in San Antonio, so I, I think he might just be finishing out his contract and then retiring. Yeah. So it it's it's seemingly the, the bitter end of the Spurs crazy run that they had. They're almost like. They're almost like the Patriots. Like they had this just this consistent run yeah, through all those now years. It looks like shit for a few years yeah now it's just going to be either mediocrity or now their playoff streak is over now it just looks like they're slowly gonna i mean i trust in rc buford as a gm he's proven that he knows what he's doing so they can figure something out but looking at the way the roster's constructed now this is 14th at like i think they finished 14th i don't think they can beat any of these other teams but they're not bad enough that they'll finish worse than the thunder never know popovich might just get some crazy system found of youth (laughs) dip to the found of youth maybe lonnie walker if he progresses like they expect him to murray stays healthy true and yeah depending on the demar situation as well if he stays around or he's getting traded and then the last team in the west wrapping up is the utah jazz um, basically the same team. They get favors back. They resign Clarkson. Um, this team is probably I still like this Jazz team a lot. Yeah, they'll be top eight. I think they're gonna be top five. Yeah. Yeah. I just I think that they're at least regular season. They're a young team. Donovan Mitchell's gonna be hungry. Um, if Conley cannot play like yeah. absolute dog shit this year that's my number one note he needs to step up because you know last year when they signed conley people were saying this jazz team can win the western conference and that was with 
Memphis Conley. Utah Conley was a different player. So yeah, he's still on that bloated contract from Memphis because yeah. he got traded to Utah. But you know, you look at this team like Conley, Mitchell, Bogdanovich, Gobert. They have really, really good players on this team. Clarkson coming off the bench, yeah. like Joe Ingles. Uh, Jingles. I. <laughs> Derek Favors is back. Favors is back now. I, I just. It's a good eight-man roster. They missed like, Bogdanovich last year in yeah, the bubble. They really yeah. missed him. And they still arguably should have beat Denver. Should have. You they, know, Mitchell was going crazy. Him and Murray had one of the best battles we've seen in a long time yeah. between two players. They had two. I think they both, or Mitchell was, I think, had the second most playoff points in NBA history. And then he had another 50-point game in that series to add yeah. on. Like, he was incredible. And, yeah, like. I just, I just think this team's still a first-round exit, depending on their opponent, just because they don't have that other guy. It. It's Mitchell. It depends who they play. Yeah, that's like if they play Denver, I don't see them beating Denver again. Beating Denver. They almost beat Denver. I mean. I think Denver's just gonna be better this year, though, because Porter is gonna be a better player, and then one of these guys needs to step up. Whether yeah. it's Conley, whether it's Bogdanovich, is the piece that they're missing. Whether it's Gobert needs to take a step forward in his offensive abilities. We know mm-hmm. he brings what he brings on defense. Two-time Defensive Player of the Year. We know oh, he's yeah. uh, the reason COVID basically <laughs> took over the entire world. Yeah, and best defensive player in the league. He literally <laughs> shut down the entire league. He shut the whole thing down. But yeah, that really wraps up. Our talk for the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. I think Payne are pretty much in agreement, minus a few teams on where they're finishing. Yeah, but yeah, pretty close on everything, I'd say, though. It's going to be a very fun year in the NBA and in the Western mm-hmm. Conference. It's going to be interesting to see if, you know, the younger teams do better in this shortened season. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, there's going to be more back-to-backs. They got just, like, more fresh legs on a team that's younger. Well, it's still a seventy-two game season. It's still a in lot. a short amount of time. Yeah, a lot so of back-to-backs, which is going to. That's re- what I'm saying is some of these younger teams that have more energy could do better later in the yeah. season when some of the veteran players maybe get a little more yeah. tired. Mentally, it's going to be a hard year too because one, you're away from your families, somewhat. You're not in a bubble, but you're still away a lot. You're getting tests for COVID every year or every not every year every day. Mm-hmm. Until this vaccine comes out, which sounds like it is, thank goodness. Sounds like it's starting to roll out now, so I imagine the NBA is going to do everything they can to get all their players vaccinated as quickly as possible. So Yeah, and then get fans back in, because we're going to miss fans, especially playoff time. Oh, that is, yeah. It's a whole other level with them there. But yeah, let's go to the NFL, and that was a fucking crazy week in the NFL. What happened this week? Just... Every it seems like there's one week or a couple weeks every year where there's all these weird games and we're like hey. there's like every week in 2020 it's like what happened in this game how yeah. did this happen? Let's <laughs> well, I'm not even gonna talk about the Patriots. No, they beat one LA team 45 nothing, then they lose to another LA team 24 three. Like, it's just yeah the weird... the only note I have for the Pats versus the Chargers like. We'll see you later, Anthony Lynn. It's been yeah. nice knowing you. You're going to finish out this year, and then you're gone. Their special teams is ass cheeks. Yeah. It always has been and always will be. Um, it's brutal. 
Trubisky, see you never. False Bisky. Yeah, Trubisky's the, oh, he's so bad. How do you have a 10-point lead with under five minutes left, and you have, you punt the ball, and they're on their own 10? Yeah. Then they get a touchdown within two minutes, and then you fumble on your own 10. Because Trubisky. And then on fourth and one, you run the ball. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, Matt Nagy, Nagy's got to go. Trubisky's got to go. Big Dick Nick has got to go. They need to draft another quarterback. I, I don't think Nagy's the problem. I think that he just doesn't have a quarterback, a serviceable quarterback. Uh, he doesn't have an NFL quarterback on his roster right now. Like, yeah. They, I, I don't think Nagy's the problem, but I think the Bears need to do some some cleanup and get another some, quarterback for sure. You need to do some soul-searching down There's there. There's going to be a, some quarterbacks available this year. so Exactly. Try to find something. Colts squeak out a win against the Texans. Yeah, two that yards. Was, uh, that was tough for Deshaun to fumble on the what the five yard line. Two like yard. That, two yard line. Two yard line. Yeah. Like he was heartbroken. Clearly, I mean the better team won, but that they almost didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, those division games are just so random. Yeah. You never know. And then the Raiders. Wow. Last week, no cap. I almost predicted the Jets just because. Because I thought this is a weird game. I feel like the Jets may just pull some shit out of their ass, and they almost did. And then, and then the Raiders pulled some shit out of their ass. Well, Greg Williams decided to blitz eight yeah, guys. Yeah, and Henry Ruggs absolutely burnt because, of course, he did. He's one of the fastest players in the league. How do you stop? What it was a stop and go. How do you yeah. stop on a stop and go route? Get being a stop and go route when it's like ten seconds left in the game. Yeah, it's the you fun. know he's gonna go for the end zone. You don't. To, if he catches it in front of you, just tackle him. Why even blitzing anyways? Yeah, because Jets. See you later. Almost had to put the Jets number one in the power rankings after that, you know? Because <laughs> if the Raiders beat the Chiefs and the Chiefs beat or and the Jets beat the Raiders, Clearly. that means the Jets are better than the Chiefs. Clearly. So, but Clearly. luckily the Raiders pulled it out. Luckily is an understatement of the year. <laughs> see you later, Greg Williams. Yeah. See you later, <laughs> see Adam. Later, Adam Gase. Maybe see you later, Sam Darnold. I mean, probably see you later, Sam Darnold, but that's probably a good thing for Sam Darnold. Get him, get him out of there. His career is going to hell. Yeah, and I mean, it's the Jets. Of course it's going to hell. Cleveland Browns. Wow. Uh, let's not let's ignore my bet of the week last week. Tennessee <laughs> minus four and a half. That turned into plus 30 and a half. Yeah, they are. Really uh, quick. Yeah. The, the Browns, uh, yeah. Well, they, they won. Easy. They came in the first half. I, I mean, it doesn't help when you turn the ball over on a fourth and one. No. Henry couldn't get a yard, and then he fumbles the next possession. And then every time Mayfield had the ball, he just he found guys wide open. And it was just a great game for the Browns. The second half was a bit concerning for the Browns, but still, like they were up so big at that point, yeah. you already knew they were coming back. I mean, but. I said if they won this week, my stock is going up on them, and my stock is up on the Browns. Mm. That is a huge win. Yeah. I'm not quite there yet with the Browns. Like, I'm not saying that they're not a good team. They're easily a top four or five team. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, They're a solid playoff team this year. Yeah. Do I think they can go into... Pittsburgh or Casey and get a win? No. Do I think they'll beat a Buffalo? No. Do I think they can beat Tennessee again? I don't think so because I think Tennessee made so many mistakes in that game that I don't think Henry, you're going to stop Henry on the fourth and one 
and have him fumble again. I don't think that's going to happen, but I don't see Mayfield throwing for four touchdowns in the first half again. But I'm not taking anything away from them. That's a yeah. great win against the. I don't know. Great They're winning team. games consistently now. Yeah, I'm still yeah. high on the Titans as the third best team in the AFC. Maybe that might I'm change not so a bit much after that. Maybe after the Steelers game, it's changed a little bit. But uh, Miami gets a victory. Vikings are in the playoffs now. Yeah, Cardinals are out. Cardinals are falling fast. They are falling really quick. The LA Rams are in first place in the NFC West, beating the Cardinals, then beating the Patriots pretty handedly. That's another team. The Rams, you know, they had a bit of a slip up, and I was thinking, eh, but all my stock on the Rams is back again. I just... They're the, again, they've consistently shown that they're the only, like, them and the Saints are the only teams in the NFC that are truly consistent. Maybe the Packers, but yeah, the NFC is starting to, you know, there's teams that are starting to separate in the NFC. For sure. Uh, what was I going to say? If golf can live in those turnovers, because that's been the big issue from the last couple of years, yeah. this team is going to have a lot of success, especially with Cam Akers coming out of nowhere now. Being the main back, yeah. and then you still have Henderson in the backfield. You have Malcolm Brown. You can go to. Yeah. It's a. You're taking these guys who, probably be a below average running back on any other team. They're making them look great, amazing. <laughs> and then the New York Football Giants go into Seattle. Yeah. Of all places, and beat Russell Wilson. Yeah. With Colt McCoy. Yeah. No Saquon Barkley. Yeah. And there's Joe Judge like. Football Jesus, and we don't know. Well, he is from New England, so <laughs> he is really? a Belichick. I, he is a disciple of Belichick. I think he's a secret genius, and we were all making fun of him at the start of the year, and now we're like, oh my god, this man is smart. <laughs> uh, is was this game about the credit to the Giants, or was it just what the hell are the Seahawks yeah, doing? <laughs> I'm giving credit to the Giants for this one. I yeah. think they just. They were struggling in the first half to even move the ball, and then second half they got some momentum. And they rode it all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. They shut down Russell Wilson. This defense is legit. The last month or so, they've been mm-hmm. dominating good offenses, and that's a signature win. Going into Seattle, a favorite in the NFC, and they're I think they're first place in the. I think they're first place they're right still now. Still yeah. first place. Yeah, yeah they're, they're first place tied with football team but they have the tiebreaker over them so yeah that's a great win it's a huge win i think that was just a blip for seattle though i'm not too worried about it even though they've been playing they've been up and like they went through a couple game stretch where they were bad then they had a couple game stretch where they were good they're just becoming too inconsistent for my liking just one week i'm like wow they look really good and the next week they lose to the giants and they look terrible yeah it's hard to it's hard to get your arms around a team that just cannot... Even in a year like this, they feel inconsistent. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, and then Carson Wentz is out. Hurts is in. They get shit on by the Green Bay Packers. No surprise there. Yeah. But Jalen Hurts will get the start against the best defense in the NFL this week. Yeah. The New Orleans Saints. And is this the end of Carson Wentz in Philadelphia? Could be. Could I th- be. I think this... Might be the end of one of the two, mm-hmm. Carson Wentz or Doug Peterson. I think Doug is going to be out of there yeah. by season's end. 
I still don't fully blame Carson Wentz. You know, the guy hasn't had a healthy team to play with him in two years. So it's tough to say. Um, I think that what do you have to lose at this point throwing in Jalen Hurts? He looked pretty good against the Packers from what he played. His touchdown pass he threw was a beautiful ball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he played really He was good enough in Alabama. He played well in Oklahoma. Why not give him a chance, I guess? Yeah, see what happens. If he works out, then great. Then yeah. Get, try and get once out of there. You know, even though he's on a bad contract, a team is going to bite on him because he's still young. Mm-hmm. You put him on a better team, and I, he's going to give you some better stats. Yeah. That's for sure. Then the Chiefs, they get the win against the Broncos. Yeah, not much to say. Not much to say. That Tyree Kill catch, or non-catch, was... Yeah. I knew he caught it live, because I never saw the ball hit the ground. So I'm like, what the fuck are yeah. you guys doing? Why are you not challenging it? And, yeah, not much to say there, though. Chiefs did what they had to do. The football team go into Pittsburgh and beat Captain Fatfuck, <laughs> leader of men, and... <laughs> The yeah. Black and Gold Brigade Pittsburgh Steelers, 23-17. to 17. I mean, it, for me, it felt like this was bound to happen. They just come so close to losing so many times, and now it's finally like, okay, yeah, this they is, lost. This is what we expected. This is New England of last year. Yeah. Quote-unquote, Colin Coward, but even I can see this from a mile away. They don't have uh, dynamic players. The only one they have really is Juju. Even He's not really that dynamic yeah Claypool but he's still a rookie you don't know what you're getting from week to week they don't have a run game either yeah it's interesting this Steelers team stock definitely dropped a little bit on them oh yeah I think come playoff time they'll be okay by losing I can't remember who they lost on defense but these injuries are starting to pile up a little more as the season goes on and at some point it's going to catch up to you this is the worst 11-1 team I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, definitely. This is a... That was the worst That was the worst team I've ever seen start 11-0. That was, yeah, that was... Minus New England last year. Might have been the worst 8-0 team, 9-0 team I ever saw. Now Pittsburgh is that team. Yeah. Buffalo goes into San Fran. Josh Allen looks incredible. Yeah. And they really, they're really cementing... Their place in the AFC East, it's still their sleuths at this point. Yep. Baltimore goes into Dallas and runs for almost 300 yards, which at this point, is it really a surprise? Yeah, it's Dallas. I don't really have a lot to say about that. You have 12 days to prepare for Lamar Jackson. You damn well know they're going to run the ball. That's what they do. He's coming off the COVID list, and they still run over 300 yards on your ass. And yeah. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? about them Cowboys? Love to see it. Yeah, love to see it. Let's preview a few games for Week 14. Then we're going to get into our power rankings to wrap it up. What do we got on tab? Let's see. Vikings, Buccaneers. Big game. I still am picking the Buccaneers to win this game. But, you know, the Vikings have looked pretty good. Cousins has been playing a lot better the last few weeks or so. But... Buccaneers coming off a bye. They have time to prepare. They're ready for this game. I think they'll win. Six and a half point favorites on the Vikings. I think this will be a high-scoring game. Depends which Cousins shows up. Best run defense in the league in Tampa Bay. Going up against Alvin Cook. Yeah. Big matchup to watch there. Colts Raiders. Big, big game. Both teams that almost lost to bad teams last week. 
Seventh place versus eighth place. Colts are eight and four. Raiders are seven and five. Yeah. And Raiders are at home. Colts are three point favorites right now. I'm picking the Colts, but I want to pick the Colts. Um, but depending on Josh Jacobs' health, uh, I think I'm going to take the Raiders, just because. Jacob, if Jacobs plays, that's going to be huge. They can run that duel with Booker and Jacobs. And number two, I just don't trust Phillip Rivers. Yeah. I don't trust him. And I've said it multiple times. you said it multiple times. I think that's going to be the sole reason if they make a deep playoff run, if they make the playoffs, or if they don't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's on his shoulders. He's banned up right now. He's got a foot injury of some sorts. Yeah. And for a guy who's already not mobile anymore, that's going to hurt but we'll see what happens in that game. Um, what else? Saints Eagles. Yeah, kind of mentioned. Saints. Just Taysom Hill versus Jalen Hurts is kind of interesting. <laughs> Honestly, Breezes is supposed is supposed to be back next week, yeah. week fifteen, which will be huge. And two big primetime games this week: Steelers and Bills on Sunday night in Buffalo. Buffalo is two point favorites in this game. Mm. And I'm picking the Bills. Yeah, I think... After last week, what the Bills did and what the Steelers did, I'm taking the Bills. Yeah. Uh, Bills' offense is for real with Beasley in there yeah. as a... Measly number, Beasley. <laughs> number two, number three is basically a Julian Edelman. Yeah. You have John Brown in there, Diggs. That running game is starting to improve a little bit. That defense is still pretty good for the yeah. most part. A little inconsistent, but... I think against the Steelers team, who is getting James Conner back, yeah, this I still that team's still just not see them. Yeah, that team's not dynamic enough, and they're missing. Sean so McDermott much. is just so smart with his defensive schemes. I just think that they'll find a way to shut him down. Yeah. It'll be a competitive game. I could see. This I think being it'll a, be close. I'm still I, taking the Bills. I could see it being low scoring, but even but how explosive Josh Allen is. Mm-hmm. Won't be shocked if this was a shootout either, but I will pick the Bills to win yeah. this game. And if the Bills win this game, the Steelers' questions are going to be really rising. If this team's a one and out in the in the playoffs, they still hold the one seed. If they win out somehow, some way, then they will yeah. be first place. But I don't see that happening at this point. And then the Browns and the Ravens on Monday Night Football. Ravens are two point favorites at the moment yeah. it's in cleveland yeah um i think the browns are gonna win i it's hard to say right now i i, I just i'm not a believer in what the ravens are doing right now they really let dallas hang around a lot last week and yeah. you know the ravens have had a history these past few years of making the browns look like little bitches but the browns also beat them last year pretty yeah. badly in in baltimore and I just think the Browns are on a, a high right now. They f- they're they figuring things out. They're winning a lot of games. They haven't lost in a long time. Yeah, they haven't really beaten anyone big except Tennessee. They did beat the Colts. Yeah. Other than that, they've beat teams they're supposed to beat, and then their losses are they're bad losses at all. Oh. They've lost to better teams. But I, uh, I think that this is going to be the Browns' statement week where they say, you know, we we're that team. We're in the playoffs. You know, there's a reason we're nine and three. They're seven and five. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm, I just I don't trust the Ravens right now. I'm picking the Ravens. That's fair. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens. I will say there's a couple more games I want to point out. Yeah. Cardinals versus Giants. Cardinals yeah, yeah, desperately yeah, 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 yeah. need a win. Giants also desperately need and a win. And the Giants, you know, Daniel Jones is questionable. I don't think he's going to play. If he plays, I think the Giants win that game. If Colt McCoy plays again, I think the Cardinals probably win. I think they got as much magic out of Colt McCoy as they could. Cardinals need this win more than the Giants need this win at this point. Absolutely, but the Giants, you know, they got... uh, Speaking of another game I want to talk about, the Washington football team's playing the 49ers, two teams that are, again, on the cusp of playoff spots, despite being, you know, the Niners are 5-7. Football team's 5-7. and seven. They're tied with the Giants for the NFC East lead. Alex Smith playing against his old team. Yeah, and the 49ers are right there on the Cardinals and the Vikings' heels. They're still competing for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's Nick Mullins, but it, it's these teams are going to play hard to win this game. I'm picking the 49ers in that one. I don't know who to take in that one. That's why it's interesting to me. It's just these two teams that... You, they're very average at the best, yeah. but they're fighting for a playoff spot, so could be interesting. Yeah, there's quite a few interesting games this week compared yeah. to last week where we were like, oh, these games aren't great, and yeah. then and everything just... crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, no shit. But yeah, let's, let's go into our power rankings now since we have covered week 13, previewed week 14. Power rankings are a little different this week. They might be a little yeah, all over the place. Two, you might question me. Viewers might question me, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so my rankings deal with this. Opinion-based. Number 10, the Buccaneers on a bye week. Can't really move them around much. Number 9, might surprise some people. The Browns, I didn't move them up that much. Just because the teams ahead in the AFC, I don't think the Browns could beat them in a playoff game. I think I've mentioned them already during the podcast. Um... I'm not taking anything away from what they did against the Titans. That's a great win. I watched that game, and they came out and just dummied the Titans. Who, ironically, I had them at number eight. Because I still think this is a team that no one wants to play at this point. And I think the Browns are kind of similarly in that conversation. But the Titans, I think that was just... That first half just couldn't have gone any worse for them. They were down... 31 at halftime and they only lost by 6 which I think I'd rather lose by 35 than lose by 6 in that yeah. type of game because then there's more you, then there's more for the coach to look at and pick on but yeah. shows a lot of fight in the in the Titans not giving up in that game but I still believe in the Titans That's fair. at 8 number 7 maybe another surprising one the Rams they've been a little more consistent in the last couple of weeks now. Cherkov's yeah. not turned the ball over anymore or as much as he was before. They're first place in the NFC West. But the team ahead of them, I think, is going to win the division because of one player. But I'll get to them in a second. Number six, I have the Bills. Josh Allen has turned into a legit NFL quarterback. He's got the talent around him. That defense is good. Their coaching staff is good with Sean McDermott there. This is the team in the NF, in the AFC East for years to come, as long as Josh Allen is sticking around. Number five, the Seahawks. I think they're going to win the division. I trust Russell Wilson. 
as far as frick like he's he's unbelievable yeah shout out to my dad he's been saying for years that no one respects russell wilson and And i've been saying that for years too you have but (laughs) just not as loud as my dad does but i trust russell wilson i trust pete carroll i think they're gonna figure it out and i cannot wait till the rams and seahawks play in that last game or in their last game because that's going to determine who wins the division number four making a big making a little bit of a drop the Steelers disappointing loss they're up 14 in that game and then they just slowly gave it away and that offense is very concerning right now they have no running game their defense is banged up that's a big concern because that's their strength this is basically New England of last year and the way they're playing going into the last month, the last few weeks of the playoff, last few weeks of the season, going into the playoffs, you need momentum. And the way they're tracking right now is looking like a first-round exit. Number three, I have the Green Bay Packers. They're my probably still my favorites in the NFC. They're not the best team in the NFC right now, but they're my favorites because Aaron Rodgers is having an MVP-esque type of year. You can argue he's number one right now, but... For me, he's number two. At number two, I have the Saints. Best team in the NFC right now. Do I think they're going to come out of the NFC? No, but their defense is legit. It gives them a chance every week. Sean Payton is Sean Payton is making Taysom Hill look really good, especially against the Falcons. Yeah. I ate my words in that game. I mean, they kept it close. They kept it close, but the Saints dominated that entire game. Yeah. They were the better team that whole game. Number one, the Chiefs. Nothing to say there. They're number one. Next. Fair enough. All right, well, usually we're pretty close. This week, not so much. That's what I mean, man. I told you this was going to (laughs) be a bit of a shit show in the power rankings. So, 10 starts exactly the same. Buccaneers think that, you know, got to keep them in the top 10, but they're just hanging on to that spot in my eyes. Um, At 9, I have the Colts. I know that your stock on the Colts is gone, but mine's not. Oh my god. I still man. think they're a top 10 team. I still think that, you know, I I'll say it every week if I have to. They're a quarterback short of being a Super Bowl team. Philip Rivers is not the answer, but this is a damn good football team. Put Carson Wentz on that team. Or Sam Darnold. True. Um at 8 right above them, I have the Titans, you know. They're the better team in the div at this point, you know. I rather play the Colts if I was any team. Or I yeah, I'd rather play the Colts than play the Titans at this point. Um, it's very close still. You know, they're both 8-4. and four. I'd argue top to bottom the Colts are a better team, but the Titans just have this thing about them where you just, you'd be scared to play them come playoff game. Their defense needs to figure it out, though, mm-hmm. fast, because that's been an issue all year. Clowney's out for the year now, yeah. which is a big loss, but they got to figure it out on yeah. that side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at 7, bit of a... Jump, first time I've ever put them in, but the Browns, I have at seven. They just beat the Titans. That's why I gave them that slight edge over the Titans. Um, I do think it could somewhat be a bit of a fluke. You know, the Titans really didn't come out how they normally do. Um, but the Browns are winning games every single week. And, you know, they're 9-3 and three now. That's not a record that you can look at and say that they just got that by luck. Unless um, you're a Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
if they played again, would I pick the Browns? Not necessarily, but it would be close. It wouldn't be an easy Titans pick like it would have been for me earlier in the year. Um, I said if the Browns won this week, I would buy some stock on them, and I have. Uh, six, I have the Bills. They're they're getting better. They started so hot, and then they had this dip, and now they're getting better and better every week. Um, I think they're going to beat the Steelers this week. They could um, be they could be ten and two right now if it weren't for that hail yeah, mary. Yeah, they could be. They could be ten and two. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to beat the Steelers this week, but I do have the Steelers five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to leave them ahead of the Bills just for now. Fair enough. Just for now, if they beat them this week, I don't know what to make of the Steelers. Uh, I don't have a lot to say on the Steelers at this point. They lost to the football team. Team without and a name. I don't know what they're going to do from this point on, but they're five. I have to keep them in my top five at the very yeah. least. At four, I have the Packers. Still believe in Packers. Um, they're interesting. A lot of people always talk about the Packers every year. This year, it seems like no one's talking about the Packers, and they're nine and three. They're, I believe, second in the NFC right now, so they're they're still in a good spot. Just not many people really saying much about them. Aaron Rodgers is... Top two in MVP right now yeah. behind Mahomes. He he's could, right there. He could be number one <laughs> yeah. on any other day, too. Yeah. So there's still a team that I could easily see winning the NFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, at three, I have the Rams. I bought a lot of stock in Rams this past couple weeks because they have looked really good. They made Kyler look bad, and then they made New England look terrible. I mean, that offense is ass cheeks as it is. True. But... But they're winning easily and comfortably, and I lost a little faith in them a couple weeks ago, but at this point, my NFC championship is somewhat, uh, some two teams of Saints, Rams, Packers, two of those teams are in the NFC championship in my eyes. Um, And at two, I also have the Saints. Uh, They're 10-2. and There's not much to say. They don't, they haven't lost... I think they started the season one and two. They haven't lost in a very long time. Yeah, they, they just keep winning. No Drew Brees, no problem. <laughs> um, they're the betting favorite for sure in the NFC at this point. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to get the bye. Um, yeah, they're just they're consistent, yep. which is something you can't say about a lot of teams this year. True. And one is the Chiefs. Nothing to say there. They're going to keep winning. They're going to win a Super Bowl. Let's just you might as well forget about the rest of the season. <laughs> And then watch, they're going to go out next week and lose because Probably. we talk so good about each team every week. We praise yeah. them, and then they go, and they're like, yeah, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. But one thing I will say, yes, Seattle is not in my top ten. I don't know what to make of that team, and I don't trust them at all. They are right on the cusp, as well as Miami being right on the cusp of my top ten. Everybody else wasn't even considered. Have some faith in Russell Wilson. I love Russell Wilson, but they just... Every week I'm like, they're finally looking better, and then they lose to the Giants. Like, it's just... There's no consistency whatsoever with that team. I need to see who they're playing this week, because I really hope they shit on whoever they're playing, and I hate the Seahawks. (laughs) I really do hate the Seattle Seahawks so much. Um, I can't remember who they're playing. I don't believe it's a very good team. It is the... Where are they? Oh, it's the... <laughs> it's definitely not a good team. It's the butt fumble. Oh, God, um, they're playing the Jets. Okay, well, they have a free win this week. Yeah. But I said that to the Raiders last week, and they won on a fucking Hail Mary, so... 
Oh, good. Have fun, Sam Darnold. <laughs> Have fun. Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to do it for this week. The NBA is right around yeah. the corner. We are so Next week will be our last show before the NBA starts. So. And then playoffs for the NFL is right around the corner, We're too. We're getting into a great little section of sport time right now. Hockey's starting up fairly soon, too, potentially. Yeah, it's going to be a fun Christmas holidays. Stay safe out there. Thank you for listening to us. We appreciate y'all. Bye.